country of the sky, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zay, collectively known as SoCal Uncensored or SCU. This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the worst podcast I've ever been on. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a special WrestleMania edition of Catch, Hook, and Shoot. It is WrestleMania weekend, uh, and it is uh, destined to be the most unique WrestleMania of all time. Uh, uh, I think we can all agree on that one. Um, yeah, WrestleMania taking place this weekend over two nights, Saturday and Sunday, April 4th and 5th. Uh, for the first time ever, it is uh, yeah pre-recorded. It is not live. Uh, and is taking place in an empty arena in the uh, the WWE Performance Center in Orlando. So, like I said, definitely uh, the most unique WrestleMania of all time. A lot of a lot of firsts, uh, and of course, that's out of necessity given the current state of things with the uh, the coronavirus uh, crisis going on, and you know, uh, get large gatherings of people being prohibited uh, pretty much everywhere. So, uh, yeah, WWE. You know, calling calling an audible on this one, deciding to go ahead with WrestleMania and making the uh, the adjustments that they need to make in order to pull it off. And uh, you know, for the most part, I think it's going to be a pretty pretty good WrestleMania. And uh, that's what the show is all about this week. It's all about WrestleMania. We're going to forego the uh, the usual format and segments on the show. This week it's all about WrestleMania weekend, and we're gonna kick it off with the uh, preview and predictions for the uh, the two night WrestleMania 36 coming up. Now WWE has not announced which matches are taking place on which night. Uh, I mean, I would assume like the major championships will be split up, um, and uh, some of the bigger matches will be you know split up between night one and night two. But uh, we haven't gotten uh, an exact breakdown of. Uh, of what the uh, the card is going to be for each night as of yet, but obviously we're going to find out. Uh, yeah, we're going to find out shortly here. I'm uh, it's Friday night as I'm recording this because I want to get it out before WrestleMania so I can get my predictions out there. Um, yeah, I, I <laughs> predictions for this one are kind of hard because it seems to be uh, an ever changing beast at this point. A lot of uh, rumors and speculation going around about who's. Uh, who was able to perform? Who was not? Uh, we'll get into that as we go through the match card here. So let's uh, let's kick it off with my uh, WrestleMania preview and predictions here. Uh, first and foremost, we've got the NXT Women's Championship, first ever NXT Championship to be defended on the main WrestleMania card, and it's Rhea Ripley defending against Charlotte Flair. Charlotte, of course, was the winner of the Women's Royal Rumble this year. My um, pick in this match, I'm picking Rhea Ripley to retain. I, I think she's going to be pushed very, very heavily in NXT uh, going forward. I don't, I. I don't know, for some reason I don't see Charlotte going back to NXT on a full-time basis, so I don't think they're going to put the, the NXT title back on her at this point. So my, my pick in this one is Rhea Ripley to retain. Uh, then we've got, uh, for the WWE Championship, uh, Brock Lesnar defending against Drew McIntyre. Uh, my pick in this one is McIntyre. I mean, I, I picked him to win the Rumble. I, uh, you know, McIntyre is my guy. I, he is... Uh, in, in in my book, for my money, Drew McIntyre is 
the uh, the next uh, next face of WWE. So I, I'm picking him to win the uh, championship from Brock Lesnar. Uh, Universal Championship, uh, kind of a, a curveball thrown at us in this one, actually tonight on SmackDown. Um, Goldberg originally supposed to be defending against Roman Reigns. This was kind of like the big marquee match. I'm pretty sure this would have been the match to close the show at WrestleMania. But, uh, yeah, uh, Roman Reigns withdrew from WrestleMania due to health concerns, which, you know, I don't... I don't think anybody can fault him for that, even though they uh, they have been anyway on social media. I mean, uh, you know, these people need to make up their minds. They uh, they get pissed off when Roman Reigns is in the main event, and they get pissed off when he gets pulled out of the main event or pulls himself out of the main event. You know, make up your mind. Do you want him in there or not? But, uh, you know, given his uh, his own personal health, I mean, he's had his battles with leukemia, which, you know, the those treatments... Uh, they do weaken your immune system, which puts you at higher risk for this uh, this virus uh, that's uh, you know making its way around the world right now. So you know Roman made the choice that was best for him, best for his family, and uh, I I don't think anybody can fault him for that. And if you do, well, you're just stupid. So deal with it. But uh, taking Roman's place, as was announced today by WWE, is Braun Strowman going to be taking on Goldberg for the Universal Championship. Uh, I'm picking Strowman. I don't see them leaving the Universal title on Goldberg long term, and Strowman's another guy that they can build a really good program with uh, with Roman when things start to kind of get back to normal, so uh, I, I'm picking Strowman in this one. I mean, nobody says they can't have the Goldberg-Roman Reigns match at next WrestleMania or at SummerSlam uh, or, you know, somewhere down the line, So, which I'm sure they will. They're, they're going to... That match is going to happen, uh, so... But, uh, yeah, so I'm picking Braun Strowman to be your new Universal Champion. Next up, we've got the Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch defending against Shayna Baszler. Uh, I'm picking Shayna Baszler. Becky Lynch has been the Raw Women's Champion for about a year now. And, uh, yeah, I think... uh, you know, I think it's Shayna's time. I think uh, the fans have kind of had their fill of Becky Lynch, you know, uh, the last few times that there was an audience uh, for Raw that, uh, yeah, Becky wasn't getting the greatest reception. They've kind of been turning on her online. Typical, you know, WWE fan MO. Uh, you know, they're, they're hot for somebody until the WWE actually puts them in a, a prominent position, and they're like, oh, we're so sick of this person, so, and that's kind of what's happened to Becky Lynch, just like it happened to Seth Rollins and everybody else who's been a, a top star for WWE, so I'm looking for Shayna Baszler to uh, become the new Raw Women's Champion. Um, next up, we've got Otis taking on Dolph Ziggler, and this uh, it hasn't explicitly been stated, but this is kind of like for the hand of Mandy Rose, uh, if you've been following that storyline. It's actually been uh, one of the more interesting storylines going on on SmackDown. Uh, Dolph Ziggler kind of stealing Mandy from uh, from Otis, and uh, if you watch SmackDown tonight, we saw another one of the uh, the quote-unquote glitches in the system with the, uh, the circle of lights popping up and... Uh, 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 the phrase, uh, the truth, truth will be told or something along those lines. And this time we actually saw a figure sitting in front of a bunch of computer monitors, um, wearing a hood and the face was blacked out. So you couldn't tell who it was. I, I'm still saying it's, uh, Mustafa Ali just based on the circle of lights that it's showing in the, uh, the video glitches, but, uh, basically showed the backstage footage of, uh, Dolph Ziggler and Sonya Deville kind of sabotaging, Otis and Mandy's date from Valentine's Day, and, uh, you know, so Mandy saw it, so she knows what's going on now, and Otis got even, uh, you know, more, uh, 
amped up to to go after Ziggler. So I think this this is going to be an interesting match. I think I, I'm looking forward to this one. I, I really want to see how this storyline is going to play out. Uh, but I am picking Otis to uh, to win this one, possibly with some assistance from Mandy Rose, or we could see a swerve, and uh, you know Mandy could be could turn out you know to have been in on it the whole time, and she you know they were just uh, just playing Otis. Uh, so who knows, but I'm picking Otis in this one. I'm, I'm, I'm going the, the good guy route, which I think is what WWE is going to do a majority of these matches. They're going to go with the people or the, uh, the superstars who the, who they think the fans want to see win. So, uh, yeah, I'm going with Otis in this one. Next up for the women's tag team championship, uh, the Kabuki Warriors defending against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Um, done a good job building this one, even though, uh, um, Asuka has kind of been on her own. Um, Kyrie Sane hasn't been uh, on TV too much. I mean, I know she got married recently and she's been in Japan. Uh, um, but I, I believe, I mean, she was on SmackDown, camera for it was last week or two weeks ago, but she, uh, has been, you know, has been on TV a little bit. I think they've been being careful with her because she did have that concussion not too long ago. So she hasn't had a lot of matches. But, uh, you know, these are two solid women's tag teams. I don't think they've built a whole lot of a story here. Uh, Asuka has been extremely entertaining the last few weeks, so jumping on commentary with uh, with her antics and going on her uh, rants in Japanese that nobody can understand. But, uh, you know, it's it's getting over. I mean, fans are fans are liking it from, uh, you know, if the, uh, the reaction online is to be believed. So, but I am picking uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross to be your new uh, women's tag team champions. Uh, moving on to the Intercontinental Championship, Daniel Bryan taking on Sami Zayn. Uh, Bryan won this opportunity by uh, his partner, Drew Gulak, defeating Shinsuke Nakamura on SmackDown last week. So uh, I'm picking Daniel Bryan to win this one uh, for the uh, for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, then we've got Elias versus King Corbin. They've been they've been building this one a little bit, um, you know. And, and on paper, I mean, this should be a very good match. I I don't uh, I don't think either one of these guys gets the credit that they're due for how good they really are. I mean, Corbin is great at pissing people off, and that that's the job of a heel. So Baron Corbin is a great heel, like him or not. Well, <laughs> obviously not. Most people don't like him, and that's kind of the point. He's a heel. You're not supposed to like him, but. Uh, you know, and Elias, another one great on the microphone. I uh, think, you know, both of these guys very underrated in the ring, but I don't think they get the time in the ring that they that they need. Uh, so hopefully they, you know, um, they take advantage of this because I think the two of these guys could put on a very good match. This one, I am picking uh, King Corbin to come out on top, though, but it wouldn't be a total shocker to see Elias win, especially after what happened uh uh, last week, Elias getting thrown off of the uh, the the perch, whatever you want to call it, there in the uh, performance center, and uh, you know the uh, WWE played that one up like the, you know it was uh, questionable if he'd be able to make it to WrestleMania. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, I'm picking picking Corbin for this one. Then we've got uh, uh, kind of a match with really no build behind it, but should be a very good match. Bobby Lashley taking on Aleister Black. Uh, I'm picking Aleister Black in this one, but uh, if the rumors are to be believed that Bobby Lashley is going to be the next opponent for Brock Lesnar, they may give this one to Bobby Lashley to kind of give him that boost going into that Lesnar rivalry if they're going to kick that off, you know, soon, like right after WrestleMania, or they may wait until, you know, they're able to have shows with uh, an audience in attendance before they do that. 
So, but um, yeah, my pick in this one right now is Alistair Black. Uh, then for the Raw Tag Team Championships, we've got the Street Profits defending against, uh, was supposed to originally be Andrade and Angel Garza, but Andrade apparently uh, is uh, in is uh, self-isolating, so not, uh, you know, not participating in WrestleMania. So taking his place is Austin Theory teaming with Angel Garza, which is, that's a hell of a tag team, but I'm picking the Street Profits to retain in this one. Uh, then for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, we've got a triple threat ladder match, or what's supposed to be a triple threat ladder match. We've got the Usos, the New Day, versus the champions, Miz and John Morrison. Now, according to the rumors and everything online, the Miz was not at WrestleMania. He was sent home because he was ill, not necessarily with the coronavirus, but you know he was uh, exhibiting some type of symptoms, whether it was a cold or whatever. Obviously, nobody's taken any chances with this, so he was sent home. So, uh, yeah, I'm not quite certain how this is going to work out. Are they going to have somebody else team with Morrison to defend those titles? Are they just going to make it the New Day versus the Usos in the ladder match to crown new champions? Or, or how is that going to work? But either way, I am picking the Usos uh, to uh, to come out on top in this one. They, uh, you know, just recently came back to WWE, so I, I think they're going to get, uh, you know, pushed right back to the top of the tag team division. Uh, we've got a, another singles match, Kevin Owens taking on Seth Rollins. Um, yeah, this one, I mean, I don't think either one of these guys is capable of putting on a bad match, so this is just going to be a great uh, great wrestling match between these two guys. I'm picking Kevin Owens in this one. Uh, it's probably, I would think, going to be the blow-off to their rivalry, but who knows? They may, you know, they may extend it uh, until, again, until they're able to actually have fans in attendance for, uh, for future matches. But... Uh, yeah, by all accounts, WWE has taped several weeks of programming ahead of time. So, you know, we'll uh, I guess we'll find out come Monday how things are going to play out after WrestleMania. Uh, moving on to the SmackDown Women's Championship, we've got a fatal five-way elimination match. Uh, it was originally supposed to be a, a six-pack challenge, but uh, Dana Brooke dropped out. Uh, another one who is uh, self-isolating uh, apparently was under the weather. Again, not necessarily with the coronavirus, but not taking any chances she was taken taken out of the match and uh so it's now a fatal five-way bailey defending against lacey evans naomi sasha banks and tamina uh i'm picking lacey evans in this one i think uh, i think it's about time you know for uh for lacey evans to uh to see what she can do with the championship see how she how she works as a champion so uh yeah lacey evans is my pick for the smackdown women's championship and then getting into the the more obscure matches that will not be taking place at the Performance Center, but uh, someplace else, not really sure where. Uh, we've got John Cena taking on the Fiend Bray Wyatt in a Firefly Funhouse match. No idea what that is. I, I'm hoping it's not a, a rehash of the match we saw a couple of years ago between Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, where they were just kind of projecting bugs onto the ring and and yeah, just that. You know, it wasn't, uh, that match I don't think came off the way WWE wanted it to. Uh, definitely wasn't what the fans expected it to be. So I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about what a Firefly Funhouse match is. Uh, if Bray Wyatt had, uh, significant input into it, then I think it could be pretty, pretty good. Especially with Wyatt and Cena. I mean, you know, like John Cena or hate him, he, the guy can get in the ring and go. I mean, they don't call him Big Match John for nothing. So, I'm um, I'm really curious and looking forward to uh, to finding out what this Firefly Funhouse match is all about. And then finally, the one that I am most looking forward to 
is AJ Styles taking on The Undertaker in a Boneyard match. Again, not really too sure what a Boneyard match is. I'm guessing it's taking place in a cemetery, but I mean, is it just a straight-up match where you win by pinfall or submission? Do you have to bury your opponent? Do you have to put him in a coffin? Is it buried alive? Is it a coffin match? Is it just a straight-up match in a cemetery? Uh, you know, I guess uh, guess we'll find out. But, uh, yeah, we've kind of seen a new, uh, old, new personality from uh, from The Undertaker the last week or so, showing more of his uh, his true self. Kind of going back to the uh, the American badass, the big evil type uh, uh, type of character, especially with that last promo he cut on AJ Styles on Monday. Um, yeah, I, I mean uh, Monday was a, a night of great great promos, um, uh, especially from the Undertaker to uh, to open the show. And uh, yeah, I'm picking the Undertaker in this one. I mean, it's it's the Undertaker at WrestleMania. You you don't bet against him. So I'm picking the Undertaker over AJ Styles in the Boneyard match. And uh, last and certainly not least, we have a last man standing match between Randy Orton and the returning Edge in his uh, his first official one on one match back in WWE. Uh, I'm picking Edge in this one. I I cannot wait to see this match. It's been so long since Edge has been in the ring. I mean, yes, he was in the ring at Royal Rumble, but that's the Royal Rumble. You know, there's a bunch of other guys in the ring. This is one-on-one, Edge and Randy Orton. These are two guys that have amazing chemistry with each other, have put on some fantastic matches in the past, and this is going to be no different. So I... This is probably the match I am most looking forward to on this card. And a last man standing match in an empty arena, I, I'm thinking these guys are going to take it to a whole different level with, with the stuff that, that they're going to be able to do. So, uh, yeah, I'm picking Edge in that one. So, uh, yeah, let's run it back down real quick here with my predictions for WrestleMania. I've got Rhea Ripley retaining the NXT Women's Championship, Drew McIntyre winning the WWE Championship, Braun Strowman winning the Universal Championship. Shayna Baszler winning the Raw Women's Championship. Um, oh, I didn't say this, but I picked The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, to uh, to defeat John Cena in the Firefly Funhouse match. Lacey Evans to win the SmackDown Women's title. The Undertaker to defeat AJ in the, uh, the Boneyard match. Kevin Owens to defeat Seth Rollins. The Usos to win the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Street Profits to retain the Raw Tag Team titles. Alistair Black defeating Bobby Lashley, King Corbin defeating Elias, Edge beating Randy Orton in the last man standing match, Daniel Bryan winning the Intercontinental title from Sami Zayn, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross winning the uh, the women's tag team titles, and Otis defeating Dolph Ziggler. Alright, so that is my preview and predictions for WrestleMania 36. Uh, like I said, going to be the the most unique WrestleMania in history. But I, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I look forward to WrestleMania every year. Um, you know, it's not going to be the spectacle that it usually is. You're not going to have all the pyro. You're definitely not going to have the tens of thousands of fans. Um, you know, but uh, it's, it's still WrestleMania. So I, I'm here for it. So... Uh, yeah, that does it for my preview and predictions. So uh, before I get into the next segment or my next segment of the show, I'm gonna throw it over to Charlie G with uh, your indie cut for uh, what should have been the the biggest weekend in indie wrestling of the year. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let's see what Charlie's got over in the indie cut. Thank you, Tom, and happy to be a part of the WrestleMania show. Hey, the wrestling friends, I am Charlie G with the Indie Cut. As I said last week, I would cover what was supposed to happen during Indie Mania week, 
and there is a lot to cover with over 30 shows canceled. Uh, these are just the matches I would have enjoyed to have seen and maybe you would have too. So let's get to it. From March 31st, Genera Generation Championship Wrestling Night 1, uh, Mecha Wolf 450 versus Tajiri. Uh, Punk Pro Wrestling Dirty Little Secret Show 2 ELEV8 Pro Wrestling KC uh, Lennox of MLW Reporting versus Haley Cromwell. Uh, then on April 1st, uh, JLX takes back the power. Cheerleader Melissa versus Candy Lee. Priscilla Kelly versus Effie, which should have been cool. Kira Hogan and Diamante versus the Sea Stars of Demi Exo and Ashley Vox. Uh, Generation Championship Wrestling Night 2. Uh, Gorillas of Destiny, Tama Tonga and Tonga Lo Loa versus Eddie Torres and John Davis. Uh, Mecha Wolf 450 with Bestia 666 and Ray Horse versus Psychosis, Semprantico, and Surreal Spuda. Uh, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, Wolf's Night Out Nightmare Before Mania uh, from April 2nd. Uh, also Bestia 666 with Damien 666 and Psychosis versus Rough Daddy, Yabo the Clown, and someone to be named later in a Mexican deathmatch. Uh, that sounded actually pretty cool. Especially at 12.15 a.m. Uh, that had to be a cool show. Uh, next on the second was uh, Game Changer Wrestling, Jimmy Lloyd's D-Generation F. Uh, with Blake Christian versus Jordan Oliver. An announced talent of Carlos Romo, Benjamin Carter, Myron Reed, Ace Austin, Brian Pillman Jr., Atticus Cougar, Starboy Charlie, Sonico, One Call Manners, Alex Ocean, Young Dumb and Broke, Gino Medina, Steve Sanders, and Jason Cate. Uh, those had to be some cool matches if they were actually part of it. Uh, then there was Texas Forever with Ricky Starks versus Tom Lawler. Uh, for the Sabotage World Championship, Champion High End versus Shaja McKenzie. Uh, then there was Alley Cat and Laney Luck versus Team Sea Stars. Uh, then at Primetime Pro Wrestling, Surf Tall. Okay. Uh, with uh, Jonathan Gresham versus Fred Yehi. That was a grappler's uh, dream match right there. Then at Prestige Wrestling, uh, Sue Young versus Danhausen, which had to be, which would have been hilarious. Uh, for the YouTube Championship, Levi Shapiro, champion, versus Ziggy Dice, Effie, and Woolhorse. Woolhorse, yes, very good. Uh, in a four-way. Uh, they had to be a cool match. Uh, Tom Lawler versus Jake Something. Shaza McKenzie versus, versus Priscilla Kelly. And Andrew Everett versus Alex Zane. Man, these matches are ready. Uh, in the Mark Hitchcock Memorial WrestleCon Super Show 2020, uh, Shingo Takagi versus Rip Bandito. Uh, Nick Aldis was to defend his NWA Championship. Loki versus Zack Sabre Jr. 
That had to be a good one. Ariz versus Aramis versus Laredo Kid versus Black Taurus. A AAA or Luchador's dream match right there. When announced talent of Will Ospreay, uh, Jordan Oliver, Blake Christian, Amazing Red, and, and Alex Zane. Who knows what could, matches could have come from there. Now there was Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 3, which is um, all matches take place in the ring, but no ropes. So it's more of a shoot style ma uh, event, which would was with this talent, it would have been a cool show. Uh, John Moxley versus Josh Barnett. Minoru Suzuki versus Chris's, Chris Dickinson. Killer Kelly versus Allison, Allison K. And then they're going to hold a Gotch Robinson Cup uh, uh, eight men in one night tournament. Uh, talent for that was probably Jeff Cobb, Davey Boy Smith Jr., Thomas Chantel, Hideki Suzuki, Josh Woods, and a couple more. Uh, I've seen Josh Barnett's uh, Bloodsport a couple times already. First was Matt Riddle's Bloodsport. Uh, these are all really cool matches, and Dave Boysmith really thrives in this environment, so uh, it's sad that none of this will take place. Maybe down the road, but uh, not right now. At the Uncanny Attractions, Drags and Dropkicks Volume 4, uh, Sasha McKenzie, Danhausen, and RJ City was against Candy Lee, Sue Young, and Zoe Lucas. Uh, then it was Effie versus Sunny Kiss. Uh, yeah. At the $5 Wrestling Choose Your Own Adventure, around midnight, uh, Ethan Page tags with Swaggle versus Big Donnie versus Little Donnie. Uh, Ethan Page and Swaggle had to be a fun match. Uh, now one, also at midnight, ICW New York, no Holds Barred, Volume 3. Tessa Blanchard got her wish, wish against Amazing Red. Uh, Chris Dickinson versus Mas Masa I Takagi. Uh, Masa Shi Takedo. Uh, okay. Nick Gage versus Low Key. And S.A. Rios versus Tony Deppin. Who knew S.A. Rios was still wrestling? At AIW, Thunder in Paradise. Uh, Matthew Justice champion versus Joshua Bishop for the AIW championship. No rope barbed wire match. Uh, that would have been a bloody one for sure. And for the AIW tag team titles, uh, champions the Philly Marino experience versus to infinity and beyond of Cheech and Colin Delaney. Uh, okay. Uh, then for the Tokyo Yoshi Pro Wrestling with DDT from April 3rd, it was Thunder Rosa Champion versus Shoko Nakajima for the International Princess Championship. Uh, Shoko Nakajima versus Sue Young for the Princess of Princess Championship. And then the usual talent of Yuka Sakazaki, Maki Ito, Rika Tatsuma. Miyu Watanabe, Mizuku, Natsami Maki, Hyper Michio, Yuku Kamafuku, Raku, and Priscilla Kelly. Uh, so that had to be a fun event. Uh, then there was Pizza Party Wrestling Birthday Bash, uh, Daniel Makabe versus Fred Yehai, and Super Crazy versus Alex Zane. 
when probably would have would have been a crazy match between these two. Uh, then also on the third was the GCW for the culture with 40 acres of Trey Lamar and PB, PB Smooth versus Crying Time. Yes, Shad and JTG. Uh, then two Colt Scorpio for versus Shug D uh, with the announced talent of the Flip Bros. Uh, Desmond Xavier, Trey Miguel, Myron Reed, Christian Casanova, Treehouse Lee, Jason Cade, Chris Bay, and many more. Uh, that probably was going to be a cool show as well. Uh, at Ethan Page, Body Guy ex Extravaganza. Okay, get this one. Brian Cage versus Scott Steiner in a three, st three stages of hell. Stage one was a live debate. Stage two was a pose-off. Stage three was ma a match with special guest referee Ethan Page. Oh, gonna, I hope that happens one day. <laughs> uh, Zachary Wentz, Desmond Xavier, and Trey Miguel versus Bobby Housen, who was Dan Housen, Warrior Horse, which is War Horse, and then Juice Monkey, which I'm guessing could have been Space Monkey. But since a body guy extravaganza, they went with that. Uh, Jordan Grace versus John Silver in a shoot fight. And Chris Dickinson versus Eric Stevens versus Josh Alexander versus versus Jake something. Sounds all pretty cool to me. Uh, now at the 0-1 USA Guava Mania. I do this for Chicago's very own Jake Lander versus Joe Alonso. Uh, nice to see that they are going to be part of Mania Weekend. Uh, now for Joey Janela Spring Break 4, which I'm really going to miss. Uh, Alex Shelley was to go against Tony Deppin. Monero Suzuki versus Orange Cassidy. A classic, I'm sure. Uh, Jurassic Express versus Young Dumb and Broke. And then announced was Will Ospreay, who was probably going against Blake Christian. And the Great Muda with a tag partner of his choosing against Joy Janela and Darby Allen. To see the Great Muda versus Darby Allen would have been awesome to see, I'm sure. Uh, then for Black Label Pro, Threat Level Midnight, yes, at midnight, uh, Violence is Forever of Kevin Koo and Dom, Dom Guarini versus Jordan Grace and Layla Hirsch, Haku versus Tom Lawler, Jeff Cobb versus Jake Something. All sounds pretty cool to me. Uh, the Wrestling Revolvers, Pancakes and Power Drivers at 11 a.m. on April the 4th was to be Sammy Callahan versus Simon Miller of a What Culture Deathmatch. Uh, then Shingo Takagi versus Chris Dickinson. Uh, okay, then uh, Fest Wrestling presents Metal K 2020 and Justice for Brawl with a start time of 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, this is a wrestling and metal festival, so that's why it's probably so long. Uh, only some of the talent was Priscilla Kelly versus Effie for the Fest Wrestling Championship. Matt Cross versus Treehouse Lee. The Flip Bros of Airwolf and Angel Dorado with Space Monkey versus the Revolt of Caleb Connolly and Zane Riley with Man Scout Jake Manning. And they also announced talent was Danhausen, Warhorse, Darren Corbin, 
Space Monkey, Gymnasty Boys, Jake Something, Shane Mercer, Swaggle, Matthew, Matthew Justice, Howadad, and others. And others. Uh, now for Glory Pro, Carlos Romo versus Super Crazy versus Minor Reed. Uh, Shaza McKenzie versus AJ Gray. Uh, Paco versus Mike Outlaw. Cody Lane, Manders, Jake Lander, and Brian Pillman Jr. That had to be a good one. Uh, Alex Hammerstone versus Jake Something in a big cost match. Uh, Dan the Dad and Alley Cat versus the Gymnasty Boys versus the Halal Beefcakes versus Effie and Danhausen. Uh, for WrestleCon Worldwide, uh, Carbon Ariel versus Caveman Egg. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, Ariz versus Carlos Romo. Romo for, for the Riot Lucha Libre Championship. Uh, Michael Elgin versus Black Taurus. Uh, now for the Joy Ryan's Penis Party 2, I believe it's, it's the second one. Uh, Chris Brooks and Mackie Ito versus Mayu Yamashita and Konosuke Takashita. Uh, Priscilla Kelly versus Danhausen. Uh, Effie versus RJ City. Shaza McKenzie, Kylie Ray, and Giselle Shaw versus Emil. Taya Valkyrie and Ivalice. Man. Uh, then it was, and also uh, to appear, Joy Ryan, Colt Cabana, oh, this is a six-way. Joy Ryan, Colt Cabana, and Grado versus Filthy Tom Lawler, Ken Shamrock, and Monero Suzuki. Holy cow. Uh, for Warhausen's War WrestleMania at midnight, Shasta McKenzie versus Ali Bat, who's probably Ali Cat. Uh, Nick Gage versus Daniel Makabe, Matthew Justice versus AJ Gray, and a vampire death match for the belt that shall not be named. Okay. And Gangrel, Effie, and Danhausen versus the War Horseman of the Apocalypse. Uh, War, War Horse, Vic Hunt, and Vic. I talked about that on previous shows. And Killer Kelly versus Killer Kylie Ray. That'd be kind of cool to see. Finally, for Beyond Wrestling, Big Balls on April 5th. The name of Big Balls, I'm guessing, is because they're going up against WrestleMania with an 8 p.m. 8 p.m. start time. Yeah, you got to have Big Balls to do this. Uh, Jonathan Gresham versus Daniel Makabe. Layla Hirsch versus Kylie Ray, And Eric Stevens' retirement match. Also, announced talent was Bear Country, Jordan Grace, and David Starr. So, yeah, there you have it, folks. Not all 30, because some didn't have matches. Some were just uh, Shimmer and Evolve and Progress, who was actually going to be during Mania Weekend as well. So, yeah, hopefully those take place sometime down the line or next year if they can get all the talent for that. So, yeah. Uh, that's a wrap for me till next week when I will recap some Japanese shows that have happened and anything else that comes along the way. I uh, hope everyone enjoys their Mania weekend. If it's with indie shows from the past, uh, look up some YouTube and Russell Talk on their YouTube channel. They're doing something special uh, for Saturday and Sunday. Uh, again, there's, 
yeah, uh, or just WrestleMania itself. Uh, thank you for watching and listening. Hope you enjoyed the cut. Stay safe, wash your hands, and happy wrestling, everyone. Back to you, Tom. All right. Thank you, as always, Charlie, for uh, for your contribution to the show. Uh, it's, it's, it, God, it's such a shame that uh, all those shows had to be canceled. It, it's just it's crazy. Hopefully, some of them can get rescheduled. But I know, uh, you know, with everything being shut down the way it is, I know it was a huge hit to a lot of indie wrestlers and indie promotions. So, I mean... Uh, I've said it before on the show, you know, if you guys, uh, if you can pick up, uh, pick up a t-shirt, get, uh, you know, go on one of the uh, independent wrestling streaming services, you know, uh, check out a pay-per-view, uh, do what you can to support indie wrestling and indie wrestlers. Cause, uh, you know, the, these are not, uh, they're not WWE guys who have, uh, guaranteed contracts. You know, these are guys who, you know, make, make a living at pro wrestling, but if they don't work, they don't get paid. So, uh, you know, and, uh. Yeah, like I said, just, you know, pick up a t-shirt, check out a, a an internet pay-per-view from one of the indie companies, and uh, do what you can to support indie wrestling. So, next up on the show, I've got uh, a couple of top ten lists here. Three, as a matter of fact, so I guess that's more than a couple. But uh, some WrestleMania top tens. I've got my top ten matches, top ten superstars, and top ten WrestleMania moments. Now, keep in mind, these are my lists. You know, my opinions, you don't have to agree with me. Um, if you think I've left somebody out, if you think I left a match out, or if I put one in that you don't think belongs in there, you know, drop me a comment, tell me what you think. So uh, let's get right into it, first of all, with the uh, top 10 WrestleMania matches of all time, in my opinion. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I think the one that everybody knows, one that everybody talks about when it comes to great WrestleMania matches and, uh, and these are not in any particular order, by the way. This is not 1 through 10 or 10 through 1. Um, just, you know, these are my 10 favorite matches. I have not put them in any, any particular order. But, uh, yeah, this first one, the one that everybody talks about as far as great WrestleMania matches, I'm talking about Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat at WrestleMania 3 for the Intercontinental Championship. I mean, quite possibly the greatest WWE match of all time. Um, yeah, I mean, by... By today's standards, I'm sure a lot of people would watch this match and say, oh, it's so boring, but for the time, that was, you know, that was the best match of, of that show, of that year, probably of that decade, um, by, by two of the best in-ring performers of all time in Savage and Steamboat. Uh, next up, again from WrestleMania 3, I don't think anybody can argue Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. I mean, that is the match that drew... 90 plus thousand fans to Detroit of all places to to see this show and uh, you know the match itself it, w it was like what 10 12 minutes long if that um, but uh, and you know it, it's Hogan and Andre neither one is uh, a, a, a ring tactician or anything like that but they were the two biggest stars in the business at that time and uh you know, it was just, it was the spectacle, it was just that, that, for that time, for that era, that was the number one dream match that anybody could have asked for, and it, uh, you know, it, it delivered. Andre the Giant went out there, and even in the poor health that he was in, gave uh, the absolute best performance he could have, and uh, made Hulk Hogan look phenomenal, 
And, uh, you know, that, I mean, Hulk Hogan was already the top guy in WWE. He was, you know, the top guy in the business in general at the time. But uh, that was kind of Andre, you know, passing the torch to him. And Hogan has said that more than once in interviews. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Hogan and Andre, that, that is pretty much what made pro wrestling in the, in the late 80s. Uh, next up. Again, another one that a lot of people talk about when you talk about great WrestleMania matches, the ladder match between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon for the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania 10. This Now, this was not the first ladder match ever, but uh, it was the first one uh, uh, on a m big mainstream stage like this. And, uh, you know, this kind of set the bar for future ladder matches. This is what, you know, people like the Hardys and Edge and Christian and the Dudleys looked at when they you know, started coming up with the uh, the concept of the TLC matches and things like that. I mean, it all goes back to uh, to HBK and Razor Ramon. Uh, talking about Shawn Michaels, uh, yet another one from Mr. WrestleMania here. WrestleMania 24 against Ric Flair. Um, gotta be one of the most emotional matches I've ever seen. I mean, easily could be argued these are the two best in-ring performers of all time. Uh, you know, Ric Flair... Uh, what uh, what can you say about Ric Flair that hasn't been said? You know, 16-time official world heavyweight champion. Uh, it's more like 24 times if you count, uh, you know, unrecognized title changes. But uh, uh, either way, most prolific world heavyweight champion of all time. Shawn Michaels just, uh, I mean, he doesn't have the nickname Mr. WrestleMania for nothing. This is the second match on this list with him, and it's not the last. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely the, the most emotional, uh, WrestleMania match of all time, uh, that could definitely be argued. Uh, moving on to our next match here, getting us to the halfway point, uh, Shawn Michaels again for the third time here, taking on The Undertaker, WrestleMania 26, Shawn Michaels retirement match. Uh, again, another just very emotional match, um, Again, two of the greatest of all time. Obviously, I mean, we're talking top ten WrestleMania matches. All of these are going to be some of the greatest of all time, uh, as far as the the uh, the performers in in these matches. But uh, yeah, just the uh, the Shawn Michaels and Undertaker may be may be the two best storytellers in the history of uh, of wrestling. And uh, you know the story that they told at WrestleMania 26 was just—it uh, was amazing. And it, like I said, this was Shawn Michaels' retirement match. And it—you uh, know—I honestly, I, I wish he would have stayed retired. I wish he wouldn't have come back for that last match at uh, at that uh, uh, the Saudi Arabia show that he did with uh, with Triple H. But you know, money talks. Hey, what you know, can't blame the guy. Moving on, uh, next is a match from WrestleMania 12, and I'm talking again about Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart in the 60-minute Iron Man match. Uh, again, just amazing storytelling from two of the best in-ring performers ever to, uh, to to lace up a pair of boots. And this was uh, Shawn Michaels' first world title victory, and just kind of, you know, he was already a top guy in the company, and this just kind of launched him into that uh, superstardom and uh, made him the face of WWE. And uh, next up, from WrestleMania 14, the last entry on this list from Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, this was uh, Shawn Michaels' first retirement, uh, kind of unofficial retirement. Uh, he had a lot of a uh, lot of injuries. His back was really messed up. So this was he didn't wrestle for, I think, four years after this. Uh, just kind of walked away from the business 
for for a little bit and uh you know nobody thought he would ever come back because of his injuries obviously ended up coming back a few years later and wrestling you know several more years after that um but uh yeah this is the match that uh, kind of cemented Austin as the guy in WWE this was Austin's first world title victory and uh you know just kind of you know, this did the same thing for Austin that the WrestleMania 12 match did for Shawn Michaels. This kind of skyrocketed him into the stratosphere and made him the number one guy in the face of WWE. Uh, next up from WrestleMania 13, which uh, I happened to be there in the fourth row, was uh, amazing to see this match live. And I'm talking about Bret Hart versus Steve Austin uh, in the uh, the submission match. This is the match where uh, we saw the double turn, you know, Bret turning heel and Austin turning babyface. And this is, uh, yeah, this this is the match that kind of, that uh, that made Austin. You know, this is the one that uh, pushed him into that main event spotlight, um, and you know, kind of showed that he could hold his own with people like Bret Hart and and uh, you know, people at that level. And so this was really the beginning of that push that uh, sent him into WrestleMania 14, where he became champion that I just talked about. Uh, next up, WrestleMania 29, The Rock versus John Cena, and uh, this, you know, the reason I put this on the list is because it's just it, it's generation versus generation. This is an all-time dream match. You've got the the top guy from WWE from you know the Attitude Era versus the top guy from WWE from the the Ruthless Aggression Era and, and you know the current era at that time. Uh, you know, Rock and Cena and. Uh, you know, the, a, a lot of Cena gets so much hate, or not so much anymore, since he's not on, uh, not on WWE programming all the time anymore. But uh, you know, Cena got so much hate because he, you know, people love to say, "Oh, he gets pushed down our throats and this and that." I, and you know what? I'm not even going to get into any of that. Cena's good. I, that's it. I'm going to leave it at that. Cena's good. The Rock is good. And I was not a big fan of The Rock. Uh, you know, when he was a, a full-time active wrestler, he just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But I think that was kind of the point. You know, he wasn't necessarily a, a straight-up heel, but uh, you know, he he appealed to some people, didn't appeal to others. But uh, you know, The Rock and Cena, you cannot argue either one's contribution to WWE and to the wrestling business in general, and you cannot argue the star power of either one. I mean, this was possibly the biggest marquee match in the history of WrestleMania with uh, The Rock versus Cena. And uh, again, same could be said about this next match from WrestleMania 18, The Rock versus Hulk Hogan. Uh, this is probably the number one all-time dream match ever. I mean, you, you've got the two most charismatic wrestlers ever in the business uh, taking each other on. And just the, the fan reaction is really what made this match. I mean, both guys went out there and left everything in the ring. You know, again, neither guy is a uh, what I would call a technical genius in the ring, but uh, they they went out there and they they gave it everything that they had and they put on a great match and the uh, the reaction from the fans, uh, just the way that the the cheers would kind of turn mid mid match from uh, cheering for cheering and chanting for Hogan to cheering and chanting for Rock and back and forth, and it, it was just it was weird and it was organic and it was it was just kind of like a wave you know it would be you know rocky rocky and then hogan hogan and it would kind of seamlessly transition one into the other and it was just really really 
cool to see and and to watch uh, i can only imagine what it would have been like in toronto in the arena for that one but uh yeah so that is the top 10 wrestlemania matches of all time i know some people are going to be pissed off i didn't have the tlc matches in there or uh, i didn't have any women's matches in there or stuff like that but remember guys this, this is you know my opinion my list i'm not saying this is definitive and if you disagree with me you're an idiot i don't do that you know I, I, you're entitled to your opinion just like I'm entitled to mine. If you have a different idea of what the top 10 WrestleMania matches should be, hey, let me know. Drop me a comment. I I fully respect your opinion. I'm, I'll be, you know, I, I'm more than happy to see what uh, what you guys think and what your top 10 matches are. So let me know. All right, next up, the top 10 superstars in WrestleMania history. Uh, first and foremost, uh, you know, you're talking about WrestleMania. You got to talk about Mr. WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels. Uh, what else can be said? Uh, next up, uh, the guy that main evented eight of the first nine WrestleManias. You know who I'm talking about, Hulk Hogan. Uh, I mean, WrestleMania was pretty much built on Hulk Hogan's back. You know, the the uh, uh, if it was not for Hulk Hogan, I don't think WrestleMania would have ever existed. Just because, you know, it, it needed that mainstream appeal that mainstream star and that person at that time was hulk hogan you know there was nobody else that you could have built an event like this around so you know hulk hogan uh definitely could could definitely be considered the greatest superstar in the history of wrestlemania like i said i'm not ordering these there's no number 10 there's no number one this is just you know my list as i wrote it down uh, next up, we've got Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't think anybody's going to argue with that between his matches with The Rock at uh, WrestleMania's 15, 17, and 19, and especially his match versus Bret Hart at WrestleMania 13, his match versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14. Just some of the some of the greatest, uh, you know, obviously some of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. Some uh, from the, in my opinion, the greatest superstar of all time. You know, I think. Uh, for my money, Austin was just that much above Hogan uh, as far as, you know, just mainstream appeal for his era. Uh, next up, we've got The Rock. Uh, again, his matches with Austin at 15, 17, and 19. His match with Hogan that I talked about at WrestleMania 18. Uh, his matches with John Cena at WrestleMania 28 and 29. Rock has been part of some of the biggest dream matches in the history of WrestleMania. Rock, Austin, Rock, Hogan, Rock, Cena. You know, it, it doesn't get any bigger than that. Um, next up, Bret the Hitman Hart, just based alone on his match with Steve Austin at, uh, at WrestleMania 13. Um, you know, an argument could be made that that is the greatest WrestleMania match of all time as well. I mean, it was, you know, obviously it was in my top 10. And, uh, you know, Bret Hart, just as far as in-ring performers go, one of, one of the best of all time. Uh, next up, Macho Man Randy Savage. And... You know, Macho Man wasn't in a lot of WrestleManias, didn't main event uh, too many WrestleManias. As a matter of fact, he, he main evented two, WrestleMania 4 and WrestleMania 5. WrestleMania 4, of course, he won the uh, the tournament to become the uh, uh, WWF uh, champion at the time. Uh, he was the first man to, uh, no, not the first man to wear the winged eagle. I'm sorry, that was originally, uh, yeah, Hogan was the first guy to carry that one. But anyway, um, yeah, won the tournament. He was the... Uh, first, basically first champion after uh, Hogan's lengthy four-year reign, uh, and you know they uh, 
decided to go with Savage, and he, I thought he was a fantastic champion, and main evented WrestleMania 5 when he turned back heel uh, against Hogan, dropped the title back to Hogan, obviously, had uh, then had a phenomenal match with Ric Flair at uh, WrestleMania 8. Um, yeah, WrestleMania 8 was just a, a, a strange WrestleMania anyway, but... Uh, yeah, uh, Macho Man and Flair definitely one of the one of the better matches on that card. Uh, next up on this, this list, some people not going to be too happy, but uh, yeah, top uh, top WrestleMania superstars is Triple H. Um, Triple H has main evented seven WrestleManias: 16, 18, 20, 21, 22, 25, and 32. Um, and then uh, also got to make mention of the match he had with Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. Um, you know, the condition was that uh, Brian had to defeat Triple H in the opening match of the show in order to earn a spot in the world title match in the main event. Um, yeah, I mean, Triple H, typically when he is on a WrestleMania card, he has the longest match. He he is kind of the Iron Man of WrestleMania. He is the one that, you know, typically has the longest match, and he just he puts on a great match every time he gets in there, uh, no matter who it's with. I mean, he's the, the guy that, uh, you know, took on Sting in Sting's WrestleMania debut. Um, not my favorite match of all time, I'll, I'll say that, but, uh, you know, Triple H has been a part of uh, some of the uh, the uh, bigger moments in WrestleMania history, so I think he definitely has earned a place on this list. Uh, next up, John Cena. Uh, main event at five WrestleManias, two of them against The Rock, uh, one against Shawn Michaels, one against Triple H. That is a hell of a WrestleMania res- uh, resume. So, you know, John Cena, and he was the top guy in WWE longer than anybody else ever has been. You know, let's just put that out there right now. John Cena was the top guy in WWE for 15 years, something like that, 13 years, whatever it might have been, but longer than Hogan, longer than Austin, longer than Rock, longer than Shawn Michaels. You know, Cena was the number one guy in WWE forever. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so he he has earned his spot among the top uh, top superstars in WrestleMania history. Uh, this next one, people are not gonna like, but uh, you know, it is what it is. The the numbers speak for themselves, and it's Roman Reigns main evented four straight WrestleManias: thirty one, thirty two, thirty three, and thirty four. Uh, I don't uh, I don't think you can argue with that. Holds a victory against the Undertaker in uh, in WrestleMania. One of only two guys to do that. So. You know, whether you like him or not, he, he is uh, a top guy when it comes to WrestleMania. And finally, I'm saving my favorite for last. And, uh, oh, hell, I'll say it. I'm saving the best for last. To me, this is the number one star. This is the only time I'll, I'll say in these lists that this is number one. And for me, yes, I'm, I, I'm biased here, but uh, it's The Undertaker. 27 WrestleMania appearances. Uh, well, his 27th will be this weekend when he takes on AJ Styles. But his record is 24 wins and two losses. Those two losses are Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. That that's unheard of. And yes, I know it's wrestling; it's predetermined. But you know, it, it's uh, I, it's just it's crazy the fact that he's even made 27 appearances at WrestleMania. And you know, if it wasn't for uh, injury and stuff like that, it would have been 30. I mean, Undertaker's been in WWE for 30 years. He's missed three WrestleManias in that time. So, uh, you know, went on a 21-match winning streak. Like I said, was broken by Brock Lesnar. We won't discuss that. Well, actually, we will later. But uh, anyway, so yeah, for my money, the 
top number one WrestleMania superstar of all time is The Undertaker. Yes, I'm biased, and I don't care. So, <laughs> that is my top ten WrestleMania superstars of all time. So, let's move into my last list here, and that is the top ten WrestleMania moments of all time. Uh, first and foremost, I don't think anybody will argue with this. I'm talking about the slam heard around the world when Hulk Hogan slammed Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3. Uh, this was pretty much what this entire match was built around. I mean, 93,000 people bought a ticket to WrestleMania to see Hulk Hogan body slam Andre the Giant. And, you know, they had that little tease at the beginning of the match where Hogan got him up and then kind of fell backwards. They had the, the false finish right there, like 10 seconds into the, into the match. And, uh... You know, it was just a great, uh, great piece of drama there. But then when Hogan finally, finally did slam Andre at the end of that match, that the crowd just exploded, and it was just amazing. Uh, next up is uh, Yeselmania, and that was uh, Daniel Bryan winning the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania 30. Like I was talking about a little while ago, had to defeat Triple H to earn his spot in that title match against Randy Orton and Batista, and uh, ended up uh, taking the, the victory, and you had like 75,000 people in unison chanting yes, yes, yes. I mean, that was, uh, that was Daniel Bryan's year. And, uh, you know, that was kind of the culmination of the whole yes movement and everything. And it was, uh, it, it was a sight to behold. So and it definitely goes down as one of my top, uh, top WrestleMania moments. Uh, the next one I'm not real thrilled with, but, uh, it was the, the ending of The Undertaker's undefeated streak at WrestleMania 30 uh, when he was defeated by Brock Lesnar. Now, I mean, everybody knows how big of an Undertaker fan I am, obviously, you know, but uh, I, I knew the streak had to end sometime. I didn't think they would let him go all the way to retirement, never losing at WrestleMania. I wish they would have. I, th I think that would have been an awesome story, but, uh, you know, I didn't... didn't never let myself completely believe that that would happen so i mean if anyone was going to defeat the undertaker the fact that it was brock lesnar makes sense because brock lesnar is a legit badass i mean you're talking you know ufc world champion uh, uh ncaa wrestling champion you know the the guy is a legit badass and can pretty much beat the hell out of anybody he wants at any given time so you know to have somebody with with that kind of resume be the one to break the streak kind of softens the blow a little bit but at the time it was just it was shocking uh, but it uh, you know it was a huge you know huge moment in WrestleMania so it uh, definitely makes my list here uh, the next one probably one of the uh, saddest moments in WrestleMania and I'm talking about the I'm sorry I love you uh, when Shawn Michaels retired Ric Flair at WrestleMania 4 they actually just showed that match on Smackdown tonight and, uh, you know, still, it, it gives me goosebumps watching that, especially that particular moment right before Sean hits that last super kick. Um, you know, he's standing in the corner, and he's just got that look of, you know, hesitation, like, he, I, I don't want to do this, but I have to. And, uh, you know, he, he mouths the words, I'm sorry, I love you, and then kicks Flair's head into the third row. <laughs> and uh, just, uh, yeah, that just, a, like I said, very, very emotional moment in, uh, in WrestleMania. Uh, next up from WrestleMania 6, the Ultimate Warrior defeating Hulk Hogan for the WWF Championship. This was uh, Hulk Hogan's first WrestleMania loss, I believe. Um, 
I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, it was it was his first loss. I think it might have been his only loss at WrestleMania was to the Ultimate Warrior. And you know, this at this point in time, they were trying to make Warrior the new uh, new face of the company, and that's at least according to Bruce Pritchard. And uh, you know, Ultimate Warrior. Uh, Rest his soul, notoriously difficult to work with, um, and, uh, you know, just didn't didn't pan out the way that uh, the WWF was hoping for, but still, uh, yeah, the, uh, <clears throat> you know, the uh, the first first defeat for Hogan at WrestleMania, the, um, well, not his only defeat, I, I shouldn't have said that because he did lose to The Rock, obviously, but, uh, yeah, up to that time, you know, it was uh, just unheard of for, for Hogan to lose at WrestleMania. And uh, so it just goes to show what uh, the confidence that WWF had in the Ultimate Warrior at that time. And, you know, Ultimate Warrior, his popularity at that point in time was on par with Hogan's, especially, I think, with the young kids. I mean, he was my absolute favorite at that time. So, uh, you know, I don't don't think it was... Uh, uh, too much of a stretch for WWE to think, hey, we can put the company on this guy's back. Obviously, it didn't work out the way they wanted it to, but uh, still a, a huge, huge moment in WrestleMania history. Uh, next up, from uh, last year, WrestleMania 35, the uh, the women main eventing the show, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch. Uh, there's a lot of dissenting opinions on this match, and you know, I, I think most of it's people just being nitpicky. It was a good match. All three of these women are, you know, very capable in the ring. They can go in there and go. Ronda Rousey wrestled that match with a broken hand. I mean, you know, you she had to have surgery on her hand like two days later or something like that. She's putting up pictures with, she's got one of those crazy arm braces with the screws sticking out of her wrist. You know, and she wrestled a match like that, you know, and, and worsened the injury during in the course of the match. So, you know, don't tell me Ronda Rousey is not, uh, doesn't belong in WWE because, uh, you know, I think she, that match alone, I think she proved herself. But, I mean, to me, she proved herself way before that. But, you know, if you, if you saw that match and, you know, saw what, uh, you know, what Ronda Rousey, uh, the the injury that she endured and the injury that she worked with and you still have an issue with her you need to be watching a different sport honestly but uh yeah i i thought it was a great main event last year and uh definitely you know a historic moment first time ever women main eventing wrestlemania i mean there's been uh you know talk that uh the women are going to main event one night of uh, wrestlemania this year i would assume if that's the case it's probably going to be becky lynch and Shayna baszler so uh, we'll have to wait and see, but uh, yeah, last year, WrestleMania 35, women's main event, definitely deserves a spot on this list. Uh, this next one might be a little bit of a controversial choice, but it is one of my favorite moments in WrestleMania history because I think it showed a shift kind of in thinking in the WWE and in what, uh, you know, who could be the champion. And I'm talking about the end of WrestleMania 20, where we see Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero standing in the ring as WWE and World Heavyweight Champion together. Now, this is not to glorify Benoit or anything like that. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, espouse how great his career was or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, this is about the moment, that one singular moment in time. Because, like I said, it showed a shift 
uh, in the thinking of WWE saying, okay, the smaller guys can pull this off. So uh, that that's why, for me, this gets a spot on my list. Plus, you know, at the time, they were my two favorite guys. You know, I, I'm like I said, I'm not going to sit here and glorify Benoit, but at that time, in his era, he was my favorite wrestler. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, next up on my list of top 10 WrestleMania moments of all time is Kofi Mania. Last year, Kofi Kingston winning the WWE title. Um, you know, kind of, uh, kind of almost by accident that Kofi was even in that position. Um, you know, it was supposed to be Mustafa Ali getting that push, and he was injured before the Elimination Chamber, so Kofi ended up taking his place, and, uh, you know, the fans just kind of got behind it and kind of forced WWE to, to, you know, they they basically said, this is the guy we want, so WWE ran with it, and, uh, you know, I thought Kofi had a great title reign. Uh, The way it ended was shit. (laughs) I think most people agree on that, but, uh, yeah, Kofi, you know, it was just, it was a great story. 11 years in WWE and, you know, finally getting that opportunity to be the guy. And I thought it was just, it was fantastic. I've always been a fan of Kofi Kingston since he started. Um, has held, you know, pretty much every other title in the company. Been multiple-time tag team champion. Has held the tag team title cumulatively longer than anybody else ever. Uh, but, uh, you know, kind of never got that opportunity to be the top guy. And, you know, finally, after so many years, he gets that that uh, that opportunity. And he he took it and he ran with it. And I thought he was a great champion. So Kofi Mania, uh, part of the top 10 WrestleMania moments. Uh, next up, we've got from WrestleMania 12, the boyhood dream. And I'm talking about Shawn Michaels defeating Bret Hart for the WWF title on the uh, 60-minute Ironman match. Actually, an overtime of the 60-minute Ironman match. Um, yeah, arguably, you know, the two greatest of all time. I know I said that about Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. Um, you know, same can be said about Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. I mean, Bret Hart, probably the best technical wrestler of all time. I don't, I don't think there's too many people that would argue with that. But... Uh, yeah, just uh, I, I don't think two other guys in that era could have gone out there and wrestled for an hour and kept people into the match, especially without having any kind of uh, pinfalls or anything happen in that hour. Uh, so I, I want to say, you know, the total was like an hour and four minutes, hour and five minutes, something like that with the overtime period. Uh, but yeah, Shawn Michaels' first, uh, first uh, world title win, and just a, a, a killer, killer match that these guys put on. On the final moment in my top 10 WrestleMania moments, again, with The Undertaker from WrestleMania 33 when he was defeated by Roman Reigns, uh, when he uh, it looked, looked to be at that time that he was saying goodbye to the WWE. It looked like he was retiring. He took off the jacket, took off the gloves, took off the hat. And left it all in the middle of the ring. And I, I legitimately shed tears when that was happening because I thought that was it. I thought The Undertaker was done. I thought that was his uh, his retirement. Obviously it wasn't. Uh, but, you know, had, uh, had he left it at that and let that be the end of his career, it would have been the perfect ending. That I don't think you could have written a better ending to the Undertaker's career than that moment. 
And, I mean, you saw pictures online from hours later while the crew was, you know, breaking down the set and the arena. No one had touched that jacket and that hat and those gloves. That is the level of respect that The Undertaker has from his peers and from the people that work with him and the people that know him. Nobody touched that stuff in the middle of the ring. It stayed there while the whole set was being broken down. And I'm sure... The ring was the last thing to be broken down, and you know the those uh, those items from the Undertaker were the last things to be moved out of that arena because that is the respect that everybody has for him. So that that is probably my favorite moment in WrestleMania history. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's my top ten WrestleMania moments, top ten WrestleMania superstars, and top ten WrestleMania matches. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, these are just my opinions. If you don't agree, drop me some comments, shoot me an email, let me know what you think. What, what, uh, who did I forget? What match did I leave out? What, uh, you know, what should, uh, what shouldn't I have included? Uh, in in my uh, moments and matches and superstars. Let me know what you guys think. So. Uh, yeah, that's uh, going to pretty much wrap up the show, but I do want to let you guys know next Saturday uh, at 5 p.m. Central Time, I'm going to be trying a little uh, something different on uh, Facebook Live. I tried to set it up for today, but I think it was too short a notice. Nobody really uh, uh, you know, got in got in on the, uh, the broadcast, so I'm setting this up a week in advance. Uh, I'm calling it Name That Tune, the Wrestling Edition, next Saturday, 5 p.m. Facebook Live. Just to have a little fun, you know, uh, I talked about this last week. Like I said, I took too long setting it up. So, um, given the day and the time right now, next Saturday, uh, 5 p.m. Central Time, Facebook Live. Uh, just go to uh, the Catch Up and Shoot Facebook page. and uh, But, yeah, the, like I said, it's going to be Name That Tune, Wrestling Edition, just, uh, just to have some fun. You know, I'm going to play some wrestling themes, like maybe 10, 15 seconds worth. Uh, not from the beginning. I'm going to try to mix it up a little bit. And, uh, you know, whoever whoever can name the tune first or name, you know, whose theme it is who or what event uh, it's from or whatever it might be, uh, you know, you, you, you win that round. I mean, there's no prizes or anything. It's for bragging rights. And it's just to have fun while everybody's locked in the house. I mean, come on, let's all, you know, we can't get together for real. Let's get together on social media and just have a little bit of fun. And uh, that's what that's what it's all about. So next Saturday, 5 p.m. Central Time, Facebook Live, the Catch Hook and Shoot Facebook page. I'll be scheduling it and uh, putting it up on Facebook. So uh, make sure you check it out. You know, reserve your spot or whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so make sure you check that out. Also next week on the show, I'll have all the WrestleMania results. We'll be back to our regular format with the match of the week, troll of the week, and all that kind of fun stuff. And uh, yeah, whatever whatever other news and rumors there are from the uh, the crazy world of pro wrestling that's going on right now. So with that, hope everybody has a great WrestleMania weekend. Enjoy the show. Take it for what it is, guys. It's entertainment. Stop taking it so seriously. There's so many people that just complain about everything in pro wrestling. Guys, it's wrestling. It's supposed to be fun. Watch. Enjoy. You know, if a particular show isn't for you, watch a different one. I mean, it's not that serious. You know, it's pro wrestling. It's there to to entertain us and to uh, help us escape from reality for a little while. That's all it is. So, uh, yeah, anyway, like I said, enjoy WrestleMania. It's definitely going to be the most unique WrestleMania in history. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see exactly what a Boneyard match and a Firefly Funhouse match are. Those are probably the two I'm most looking forward to, other than the Last Man Standing match with Edge. So, uh, yeah, like I said... 
Enjoy WrestleMania. Hope everybody has a great week, and I will talk to you guys soon.